Hey guys, and welcome back to the OPD podcast with Joe and Austin. We're going to do a new Mediform podcast for anybody that may be new to the product, maybe hasn't used it before, hasn't heard about it. Mediform were the first ever sponsor of our podcast, and we've been using it both of us personally and with our clients for it's got to be five or six years now. Um, but Austin, I'll let you uh, bring this one in. How are you, man? I'm doing well. It is Friday, Olympia Friday weekend, right? Yeah. Yes, do you do you have anyone that you like in the show? <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> I just had this chat with um, Matt Adams today. It's uh, the Olympia isn't. Um, it doesn't have as much hype around it, and I think that's just because we haven't got the Jay and Ronnie. You know. Um, mm-hmm. like if Rami turns up in condition, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't really foresee anyone. It just, he's, he's too big and his structure's actually good for how big, you know, for how big he is. So yeah. you can't, yeah. it, it, you can't beat that combination. So, Close. but, uh, but yeah, I don't really have the, I don't really have stake in anyone in the show. It's there's nobody that I'm like, Oh, I really hope they, they have a breakout performance or anything. There's no pros. I don't get into that. The pros too, too much, you know? What about classic? We've got a OPD veteran, Terrence Ruffin. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I um, I think my favorite part of the Olympia weekend is watching the classic routines. Mm, yeah, so there will obviously be some great classic routines. Terrence, I'm sure you would think would have to be a favorite for probably top three again in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, there's always rumors. Some of the guys are – well, we got to see Terrence at the Arnold, but I haven't seen uh, Chris Bumstead and, I mean, really anyone else for that matter, a few of the other top guys, but – Breon Ansley, I guess, had posed during the press conference. So they yeah, used Chris Bumstead like a bloody coat rack. Yeah, did you see? <laughs> Chris Bumstead made, and I didn't watch the whole thing, but I think he made some kind of comment uh, to the extent of, thanks, but that's about three sizes too small. <laughs> <This shirt. laughs> which, is a, which is a fantastic, <laughs> fantastic oh, comeback. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, but no, I think that'll be, I think that class will be pretty exciting. I think 212, because they had 212 this morning already. So their prejudging just finished. Top three was, I think probably as expected, was Derek, Lunsford, um, Kamal, and uh, Sean. So Yeah, yeah. Sean looked really good, really good. You know, shout out John Jewett as well. He's definitely got top 10. Looks great. Yes. Yeah, John moved up for sure, big time. I saw he was in second. He was in – well, they, you know, they do so many damn call-outs. I don't know if you really call it second call-out, whatever you want to call it. But he's definitely uh, definitely top ten, it looks like. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, he looked great, which considering this was like his fifth or sixth show this year, that's something, <laughs> you know, that's something for sure. Oh, man, yeah, like – 
the first person I've seen not just like drastically fade over the over the competitive season. The, the, well, I'll, I'll put a premise on that. That also managed to look really good at the first show. Right. That didn't just look get progressively better. Yeah, he held well. Yeah. But I think something to be said for how he manages his stress and his PD use and whatnot. Um, definitely yep. allowed to, to or at least is a pretty large contributor of that. Yeah, he mentioned it on that live that we did last week. Mm. And it's way less than anyone probably thinks. Yeah, yeah, I've spoken with John about it. Uh, I haven't managed to catch that idea, but I've spoken with John about it. And, you know, that, there's the example, like we say, you know, and, and anybody that watched the Arnolds last week, uh, Cuba was the same. He came in his biggest and best. It's about what you need, right? In a dieting scenario, how many times have we said on this podcast about the needs to maintain muscle as compared to what people think they should use to get, I don't know, some kind of cosmetic benefit out of nowhere, you know? Right. Yeah, so, and, and also, you know, other considerations, like for a lot of these pros, they've had this tissue for so long, and somebody like John especially He's not, he's making subtle improvements from year to year, but it's not anything drastic because he's already, he's already towards the top of the class, right? So it's not like, it's not like he's going to be putting on like 10 to 15 pounds of new tissue before the next, you know, next year's competing. So really, realistically, like how much do these guys need, mm, you yeah. know? So, but um, yeah, yeah, it should be. Should be a good show. I know uh, Rami weighed in. They had, they put him on the scale on stage. <laughs> I think he was get a suit broke. on though. Yeah, the scale just broke. It just crushed it into the floor. <laughs> yeah, it uh, it just said error on it. It just um, spun around a couple of times. Ended up back at fifty pounds. Yeah, <laughs> it was uh, what three oh five is what they. Is what it was. Three hundred five stage weight. Come on. Yeah, I mean he had clothes on. He had clothes on, obviously, but even then, and I think it, he had like a like a sport coat, you know, like suit jacket on and and pants and stuff. So you figure the clothes don't weigh ten, may ten pounds, probably not even. If it was a really heavy coat, if it was like a really really heavy coat, so you figure he's probably three hundred ish, two ninety eight. Yeah, did he have a did he have a tracksuit on? No, no, no. He actually had a suit on, like a, like an actual, you know, dress. They have, you know, dress clothes on. So, but even then, even if it's a really heavy jacket, it can't weigh more than five to five to eight pounds of clothing. That's a lot of clothing. Yeah. So you figure he's close. He's very close to three hundred pounds. That's just ridiculous, isn't it? Stage weight. Oh, dude, <laughs> nuts. It's so, I mean, and, and he's in, assuming that he's in at least as good a condition as last year or close. I mean, that's 300-pound legitimate stage condition. That's absurd. Yeah, because last year he, like, really hit it. He's not coming up soft this year. It, I just don't see it happening. You don't, you mean, you don't think he'll be improved? Um, no, I mean, he's, he's not going to backtrack on his conditioning. I think but I mean the biggest thing for him was that he was coming in soft over and over and over, right? Sure. He, he just nailed it. He can't he can't go back from there now, can he? 
no, I don't think he would. I don't see why. I don't see why he would he would regress. I mean, they would be silly to focus on anything less than condition. It's not like he's worried about being too small. <laughs> yeah, well, you he's know? probably flat as life itself, you know, flatter than yeah. anything you can imagine. The only, take the show. The, like the only guy that was kind of surprising in terms of size was Rolly Winkler and the show that he won, one or two shows that he did this year. Mm. He like looked, legitimately looked smaller. Mm. I don't know if you saw him or not. Yeah, yeah, he looked, well, the weirdest thing was it looked like, I think it was just a proportion thing, but his waist looked bigger and his body looked smaller. <laughs> yeah, like his, like, his, I don't know if his waist, because his waist, he definitely improved on his, like, overall taper there, you know, like a year or two ago. But whatever he did this year, it almost looked like his lats shrunk. You know what yeah. I mean? Like the width, like the width of his, his physique actually got narrower. And then, I mean, his arms and shit still look pretty big, but his quads look smaller, his back look narrower. I'm like, it was bizarre looking, and he wasn't leaner. You yeah. know what I mean? It, it yeah. wasn't like he, he came in, like, insanely peeled and a little bit smaller. Yeah, that was disappointing. I don't think he's getting better from here. No, I'd be surprised. So he, he, because he's really, he, could have been a top three contender had he just kept improving, but yeah, I don't think so. I think it'll be it'll probably be Rami. I would say Hottie, and I would think Hottie would be second. Would have mm. to be like the favorite for second place, mm. and then third's a toss up. I don't know. There's some. There's a. I mean, third's probably either would have to be Brandon or. Dare I say, I know Nick, everyone's on the Nick Walker craze. Maybe four, I think three is like his best case scenario. Yeah, I mean, he is on point. Oh, yeah, he's conditioned. I just, you know, structurally, I think he heights his structural falls pretty good in most of the poses, mm. you know? Mm. But he just gets swept up because Brandon's quads aren't that good either. They're not yeah. like huge you know but nick just in the leg you know and like the front shots front last spread front double bicep his arms are obviously enormous but like the legs are what get him um and his structure his height and stuff like next to rami he's gonna look small did you watch the you know, Arnold's last week what was it did you watch the Arnold's? yeah did you hear the yeah, comments I, I was dying at that what what part? It was like Arnold when Nick Walker was on. He was like, he needs to get those veins checked out by a doctor. Like, Do you even watch bodybuilding, bro? <laughs> like, yeah. Well, his whole commentary was like everyone's calves, neck size, and um, some other random bullshit that he was commenting. It was annoying. Like they just need to mute him. The man has no understanding of bodybuilding now. Clearly, he's lost it. Yeah, I would agree. Um, anyway, okay. got metaphor, man. Okay, so funny thing, metaphor. I'd actually heard about it, 
in, oh man, I'm trying to think of what year it is, but it was on a forum. The only way that you could get it was you had to private message someone on this forum. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I first heard about Metaform on anabolicsteroidforums.com. Back in the day, ASF, that was where I used to go. And there was like, you know, you'd have the sources that sponsored the board. Uh, right. I, you, there was only one source. It was called like Agent something or other. Anyway, you'd have to message them to get Metaform. And then I saw that you were doing a bit on Beast Fitness Radio with Sam. Um, and then I realized it had never been to the UK before. So I asked if we can get it there and he said, we can try. He shipped it in, they got it, but I had a huge custom bill to pay. <laughs> um, oh yeah. But yeah, that was the start of something cool. Yeah, yep, that's how it unfolded. So, and then now obviously the company is pretty well known. I mean, it, it's safe to say it's used by a lot of top competitors. Um, there's probably quite a few people on the Olympia stage. That are useful. Yep. So we'll talk a little bit about what the product is, you know, why it's different. So obviously it is a considered a site enhancement product, but it's not really an SEO in the sense that it's not an oil, right? So um, the one of the advantages there is that oils cannot really disperse through the tissues, through the fibers, right? So if you, you you apply an oil product, you're essentially getting like this localized filling and swelling effect kind of just where it's, you know, where it's put, right? So that's why a lot of the products would require m multiple sites close together. Even on a small muscle like the bicep, you might have to do two, three spots per head just to get like an evenly distributed um, dispersion, right? Whereas with Metaform being a water carrier, it's able to actually disperse through the tissues so you get a very even look. It's not distorted. You mean real, I mean, frankly, you don't even really can't tell that it's there um, other than it enhances the area, obviously. Um, and then hyaluronic acid being the main component is a naturally occurring substance or you, you, know, you, consume, you can consume it safely. Uh, so of course, no real downsides. Whereas a lot of the oil, oil products would have things like, even some of them would have things like lidocaine and, and numbing agents and painkillers and all kinds of shit, because of course they were really painful to use. So uh, there's, uh, you know, there's a lot of advantages to that. I think, I think that the expectations is the one thing that people need to realize, like it's not going to, have that like obscenely pronounced swelling effect like you might get from an oil because really what those oil agents are doing is just causing inflammation uh so having the you know having the correct expectations of that might be might be something that people need to understand would you agree with that yeah um what i would add to that as well um, what I've found in terms of the expectations of the outcome is something like a synthol oil-based or some of these silicon-based SEOs and, and whatnot, they can look pretty cool in an off-season setting, but 
my original kind of draw to Metaform was for prep scenarios with clients where you would just see that like oil depot sat with those SEOs and they would just look terrible. Whereas I do find when people are lean, that Metaform has the greatest pronounced um, effect, more so on a flat physique. You know, yeah. you're essentially artificially driving fullness, which is another unique purpose that you could use Metaform for if you're purposely coming in flatter and a bit sharper for whatever reason. You can use Metaform on those body parts that go a little bit flatter. But yeah, for sure, man. Although, well, they're saying that, you know, for most clients that use Metaform, uh, almost immediately afterwards, I'm getting a selfie. Like, man, this looks mad. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, yeah, and I think that's probably where people apply it the most is going to be in a scenario, dieting scenario, contest prep, et cetera, because, and, and even more so in the muscle groups that tend to go flat, lose size, so on, because that, the, the other added benefit of that hyaluronic acid is it literally draws water into the muscle, right? So, um, <clears throat> so you're getting, you're not only getting the substance itself, the amount that you actually would apply is not really that much like that in and of itself isn't going to cause a, a really dramatic effect really you're getting more of an effect from the fluid and things that it's drawing in and when i say fluid it's it's intramuscular right so you're not getting any blurring the subcutaneous assuming that you are getting it intramuscular you're not getting any of that yeah so it's yeah. a completely clean look uh you don't I mean, you wouldn't know, like, like I said, like you, you wouldn't know that it's there. No, you wouldn't know. this is the, the best thing as well. I think like what proximity to the show can you use it? Um, like you can quite literally use it up until, in fact, I'll give one example because I know that he, he won't mind me saying, you know, Troy. Um, mm, yeah. Mm -hmm. So he, his first show of this year, he was competing in, bodybuilding in a fit tech show now he's he tore his pec and had surgery like eight weeks before the show um mm -hmm. so he has like a divot next to his pec um so where the pec surgery was done so in quite literally in the car park i filled that divot in with metaphor um mm -hmm. and then we put in his delts in his tricep other spots on his pec i just blew him up um, and then he went on stage half an hour later and won the show. So yep. and you, couldn't, you couldn't see nothing. You could see nothing. It was a full round bursting. But people were saying to me, where's Troy's pet tear gone? Couldn't see it. It was absolutely genius. Um, so that's yep. another like, bit of utility for people that are thinking of using Metaform <clears throat> in science of muscle tears and whatnot. I've used it. I've only used it twice in competitors that way. I've only had the opportunity to use it twice. Um, but it's worked. Yeah, yeah, it'll it'll work for that, and like you said, it'll it'll work in any real time frame. I mean, you can you can do a scenario where you maybe load it prior, you know, whatever week, two weeks, like whatever you want to do, or you could quite literally do it night before, day of, you know, morning of. Yeah. Like it's <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty easy to do. Of course, you should you should test it. You should test it out. I mean, there's, there's a very small chance that you could get some like localized, a little bit of localized, uh, irritation, which that's probably more so just from like the actual, uh, pinning part more than anything, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, you can always but, do a bad shot, you know, you can do a bad shot of anything. 
Um, right. Sure. Risk yeah, is so, always so that part, that part, you know, as long as you have tested it out, but I mean, nobody, I've not really seen anyone have any, uh, have any issues with it. And even the application, even like the size of the pens and things are so much easier than something like oil-based, which is funny because when you get the product, it looks very, it looks like gel. Mm. Yeah, it looks like glue, um, but it pulls through a uh, 19 gauge easy or a 21 gauge easy. And so what we haven't mentioned is that there's a couple of types of metaforms. You can get the original formula or the RL formula, RL meaning rapid loading. The difference between these two is essentially the, the cross-linking of the hyaluronic acid. So in, in layman's terms, the RL is going to be a lot thicker, denser of hyaluronic acid, the ratio of hyaluronic acid to water. Um, so that's going to be longer lasting, also a lot thicker. Um, and that fits for a 25 gauge, no problem. Um, the original goes through a 27 gauge, a 30 gauge, no problem. And you can pick yep, one. Sorry, I got cut off there, didn't I? Did you? Yeah, I think I cut off for a second, but you you were covering what I was going to say anyhow. So. Ah, no, I didn't know you got, got, got cut off. Sorry, man, I was probably blabbering. Um, but yeah, the, the, the original or RL you can pick based on your needs. Like for me with clients, I'll typically use the RL in an off-season setting, especially if I'm doing some kind of like specialization, but with a lot of metabolite focus, I use it in that way. And it's a lot easier just to pin once or twice a week. Um, the original I use pre-contest with a bit more frequency and a little bit more volume. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you mentioned you mentioned sizes of of pens and things, but also the actual like depth of it, right? You don't have to you don't have to like bury it an inch and a half to for it to uh, for it to work, right? So you can literally just hitting the muscle tissue as long as you get get it into the muscle belly, it's going to disperse on its own uh, on its own, um, and really that's just going to be based on like what muscle are you putting it in how lean are you right uh there's quite literally you could do a half inch pen if you're lean you know so it's it's really that simple the only other consideration might be like the barrel itself like if you're trying to use a really big trying to put more and using like a 5 ml barrel or something with a smaller yeah. pen you'll have a difficulty because there's just too much pressure going through that smaller gauge but you can mitigate that by doing like a three, uh, you know, a little bit smaller barrel. But other than that, I always tell people is you can't, you know, put it where you want it. Or if you're just trying to enhance a whole muscle, just kind of go towards the center, you know, like on your bicep, if you flex your bicep and right where it's the tallest, right in the center, just there you go. You know, it'll yeah. disperse on its own. Um, yeah. it, it, the only like thing that I might say is just be aware of gravity. Like if you get sure. in your pecs, it's probably best to aim towards the upper portion or your VLs, you know? Yeah, or, or like a quad, you know, if you're doing something really big like a quad, then you might say, do, you know, apply one towards the top, maybe one towards the middle or something. Um, just because it's so big and you'll need more volume anyhow. Because obviously like if you're putting you're going to do like three mls and two spots on the quad you probably don't want to put six in one area 
yeah it's just be pretty hard for it to um disperse perhaps painful but but uh what about frequency and to know how often amounts things like that yeah so with the rl i've found really good efficacy just once or twice per week uh, with the original three or four times a week i tend to go with with clients but some of that can be more just a volume thing pre-contest you know some of that can just be that acute cellular swelling that you're getting from the volume of the fluid plus hyaluronic acid and not just the hyaluronic acid binding um, which i want in a in a prep scenario like even aside from the hyaluronic acid i love the self-dispersing fluid pop look that you can get so maybe four times a week just to get enough volume in there rather than asking someone to do like a, a six mil pin or something. Um, so yeah, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. I would rather, I, I would rather go with a little bit more frequency, you know, over just more volume and, and one, um, one go. And I find that everyone you get, maybe if you've never used it, you might get that like really extreme tightness from it. The first, you know, like the first couple of times, and then you tend to be able to handle quite a bit of volume. I mean, I've seen people do one, you know, like one ML and it's like, man, this is really tight. And then they're eventually working up to like five at a time without, you know, without much issue. So um, if you're concerned about that, you can always just work up, start low and work up, um, kind of ramp it. But in a contest prep scenario, <sighs> People can use it the whole prep if they want, but I really just personally don't even think that's necessary, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it's just more jabbing yourself that you don't, you just don't really need to do. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. yeah. So, I mean, if you, if you're concerned about how your body's going to receive it, how it looks or whatever, of course you could start maybe three to four weeks out and do a couple of tests and then, and then maybe the last couple of weeks, load it or even just the last week um and if you already know how it's going to work maybe just the last few days even you know so um it'll work pretty quick the only other thing to consider is that if you're using it uh in like an off-season scenario then longer use for actual muscle growth and longer use is probably better it does take a while for the hyaluronic acid to kind of adhere to the mm -hmm. tissue so um, <clears throat> that's kind of the caveat. If you're literally using it in a muscle growth scenario and trying to enhance muscle growth then you might, and not just volumizing, then you might want to use it for a longer period of time. I think, I think that we'd always decided like eight weeks was kind of the benchmark for that. Mm. But, but, uh, you can use course, it as, as long as, as you like. That's yeah. another, this isn't something that needs yeah. to be cycled or something like this. As Austin said, like hyaluronic acid is a, is a bioidentical endogenous molecule that you know you will just sort of systemically recycle over time. Um, yeah, so that so that and then also um, it lasts pretty long. So once it you know once it adheres, your body it takes quite a while for you to fully metabolize all of that. So um, the numbers that get thrown around are kind of 
12 months, maybe longer than in the last. It's really hard. It's really difficult to say because within a 12 month period, there's probably a lot of different things going on with your physique anyhow. But um, once you, if you're in kind of that muscle growth scenario, surplus scenario, and you get, you're getting past that, you know, two to three month mark and you wanted to take a break, in theory, the results should stick with you for yeah. quite a while. So, um, you don't necessarily have to continue, but you certainly can, you know, there's no, there's no harm in doing so. Um, let's see what else, uh, application wise, making sure that this seems kind of obvious, but some people still ask, it's like making sure that you actually are doing individual muscle bellies. If you want to mm. enhance an individual muscle belly, like you can't, you can't do the short head of the bicep and to try to hit the short and the long head of the bicep. You know what I mean? Like, it, that will not work. So just keep that in mind. You do have to, uh, it will not pass through to different muscle bellies. So just make sure that you are doing each one that you would, you know, you would want to enhance. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's just thinking of the biceps or the triceps, you know. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that one seems kind of silly, but I have had people ask. So it's yeah, just like, common just the question. In the metaphor group, that's come up quite a lot of times, so that's a good one. Um, what about uh, dosing strategies for off-season, since we were just talking about that? Let's say um individual wants to bring up their lateral delts. What, what kind of dosing strategy are we looking at there? Yeah, so that's pretty easy. You know, they, I would say basics would be find a spot towards that middle of that lateral delt, maybe a little towards the top of it, you know, closer to that clavicle area, just so it's, if it disperses down, um, it's dispersing evenly, start at probably twice a week would be sufficient. Um, with that size, depending on how big you are, I mean, you might start at, if you're a smaller person, maybe start at only one ML and then every, you know, every few applications work up in a half to one ML till you get to three, maybe three at a time. Um, if you're bigger, you could probably just start at two and you'd have no problem. I, mean, I know some people just start at three, but you could probably just start at two, work your way up to three. Now I will say the general, the general recommendations like twice a week, but if you wanted to do more than six units in a week, rather than doing more at a time, I would probably say just up the frequency a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, you know, instead of two units or i'm sorry instead of like three units on monday thursday you might just do three units monday wednesday friday right mm -hmm. um but just ramp and you're gonna know like you're gonna feel that tightness and you're gonna kind of feel that uh tolerance like in terms of how like how it feels and how tight it is and how quick your body kind of recovers from that tightness because it can get pretty tight if you've never used it or it's been a little while um what else timing i don't think timing matters i mean some people like to do it when they train or before training i don't which personally i think it's just i think it's a, a lot of muscle damage really because yeah, it's, it's like it's, it's, too it's funny though because i've heard people say that it gives them a really good proprioception um well i could see that yeah but for me it really fucks my training because yeah, it's like too much Anyone that hasn't used it, you know them times that you get debilitated from pump. Um, yeah. That 
and you like you can't even train because it hurts so much. That's metaphor. Yeah, yeah. So I I totally agree with you. I think I think pre workout is just a little bit too much. Yeah, your proprioception is going to be great because why wouldn't it? I mean you just <laughs> you just applied like inflammation and, and trauma to the area, but but beyond that, especially in something like delts or biceps or arms. Oh man, like you put it you know, biceps, triceps, delts, like those smaller muscle groups like that. I, I can't see that you'd be able to get as good of a training session. in, to be honest, no, no, I agree. I agree entirely. Um, there's nothing like that feeling like you're absolutely pumped 24 hours a day for metaphor though. Um, I used to, um, this sounds so arrogant, right? This is such a bro thing to do. Whenever I go out for dinner, I'd like fill my arms up, <laughs> and uh, yeah. I'd always get some compliment like, "Man, your arms are huge." <laughs> is that the 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 Steve's protocol? The right. build it, arms, pull out of form. Yeah, and Lantus, baby. Some MSG. And then go to the, the Chinese food. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes. Trust me, man. That's the key. Fill the arms I up. I think what I'm going to do is just buy some MSG for the house and I'm just going to yes. mix it up in my, I'll just, I'll mix it up in like a little intro workout shake and then mm -hmm. do that and do a pump up workout before I leave. Yeah. Or you can just IV it whilst oh, yeah. Yes. Or just put an IV in the car. You know, you got to get, you got to keep the, make sure it's still going right when you get out or do, you know, do some push ups in the parking lot. Yeah. You have to get a pump on. You um you know them things that you push around, what are they? Drip. Yeah, a drip. Oh yeah, like the little drip cart, the little thing you carry that you drag Lantus. around behind you. Lantus and MSG drip everywhere you go. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well that might be that's slightly off topic, but maybe they could maybe they could create a metaform with uh MSG in it or electrolytes. It'd be like just load the sodium in the metaphor. Yeah, well, you know what, Sam um, was in discussions with me about an L-carnitine metaphor blend that he wanted to bring out. That sure, well, why not? Yeah, I would think I would think there would be potential for because now, like now, there's all these blend. Like you go to a lot of these uh, research chem sites, right, and they have all the pump blends, they'll use carnitine, all kinds of just injectable shit, which a lot of the time the dosing's minuscule, it's probably garbage. But um, but in theory, you could probably do some kind of, you know, vasodilating ingredients and things as well that would probably complement it. Yeah. But but it just it would be a matter of like, do these things mix into the solution? Do they ruin like the viscosity of it? Do they you know, does the solution or like damage these compounds, things like that. And that stuff's more, that's way more chemistry than I know myself. Mm, yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah. So that would be, that would be a question for somebody that's, you know, knows how to mix and do, and do all that. But yeah, in theory, I would think, um, what else? I think, I mean, that's, that's pretty much. We just did um. We just did off season dosing there. What about? Uh, sorry. Oh yeah, we just did off season dosing. What about um, prep dosing? 
Nice. What do you got then? Because what you said for off season, that's exactly the same as I would recommend. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, prep, prep, and we kind of already alluded to this would be, it depends on, depends on the effect you're going for. But if you, in theory, you could probably use it for a pretty short period of time. But the one thing that I tell people is that if you do plan on using a higher dose to load, like a, you know, quote unquote, load an area, then you probably want to um, acclimate to that. And so, you know, let's say that your plan is the last week or uh, the last few days or even the last day to do a certain higher amount to load, then you might want to start a few weeks out and start at that one or two ml mark a couple times a week, depending on how big the muscle is, and then acclimate to it and then load it when you're ready. Um, but I mean, beyond that, the dosing scheme, you know, as far as like how much you're going to use is going to be pretty much the same. Uh, I just don't, I just don't really see, uh, I mean, I know some people do it the whole prep, but I just, I personally think it's just too much shit to be worrying about for most people. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and you, and you can get sick of it pretty quick on a prep, just like anything else. Yeah, so just use it, use it in the last few weeks if you, you know, if you're going to use it, maybe, maybe even a month out if you, if you really want to, uh, use it. Now, if you'd planned on using it to the fullest extent to actually get the full effect of the hyaluronic acid, then you're going to probably have to use it longer. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of up to the person, but in general, in a prep scenario, you know, you're pretty much just using it for volumizing anyhow. Yeah. Right. So it's not like, it's not like you need it for very long. I mean, literally you could do it in a prep if you wanted to a few weeks out, you could test it. It will work in one application, you know? So it's not like you need to, you know, keep doing it for, for months on end. Yeah. I've done, I've done quite a few different ways in the prep. Like you said, from extended durations, um, like I've just done that with Scott Swench, who's at the PCA finals next week. He's done it for the entirety of his prep in some body parts that flatten off pretty quick. Um, I've done it with guys where, like you said, a month out in weak body parts, and I've also done it where, like, night before the show, just load everywhere up. <laughs> to be honest, um, it was like before one show this year. I had loads of competitors staying at mine, and <laughs> we were in the kitchen and just put it everywhere in everyone. Um, so yeah, there's a few different, few different ways you can use it. But do you know what? I've used Metaform this year more than any other year, not for myself, because I don't think I've even pinned any of this year myself, in competitors. And I haven't had, and you know, someone listening to this, yeah, they sponsor the podcast or whatever, fair enough. Um, I haven't had one bad result, not one. Every single time has been spot on. Yep. Well, um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I think probably just about everyone that I've had Probably just about everyone on stage this year has used it on some capacity, whether it was like the night before or for extended duration or whatever, and it works like because why wouldn't you? Like Yeah, I mean and it works like you would expect it to work pretty you know, every time. So and there's not really no surprises really. 
of all the dumb shit that bodybuilders do, this is yeah. <laughs> to your health. You know? Yeah. Use uh use less use less orals and more metaphor at the end of your prep. And this is the best bit, isn't it? When people um oh, never use sign hardened oil, but they're smashing Halo and Super Drop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, thinking <laughs> your priorities. <laughs> well, it, but there's a lot of there's a lot of weird conceptions like that. It used to be like insulin, right? Remember that? I mean, some people are still like that. Insulin. I will, I'll never use insulins too much. It's like, dude, you're doing a gram of trend. Stop. Yeah, well, I've seen that today, actually, um, on Facebook because of the recent death of, of George Peterson. A lot of the comments were like, wish uh, we need to leave the insulin out of bodybuilding and stuff. Like, what do you think he was using insulin? It was like a couple of days after my show, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That, that one was, I'd be curious to, I'd be curious to know what ends up being the reason because like, Oh, diuretics. I'm like, dude, he's like four days out. I mean, he yeah. might've been. It, yeah. It could, it could have been. Aldactone or something. Um, or, or like some loop diuretic. Right. But oh, man, I don't know. You know, here's my kind of thing on that too, is like, obviously certain things like a diuretic could cause an acute, like an acute death, right? Like there could literally kill you in that scenario. But you think that most of the time, like these things that are happening, like cardiac events and things like that, there's more science before you get to that point. You know? Your mic's just gone. You've just gone quite quiet in there, and Tinny. I can, but it's quite a strange, like, really tinny sound. How about now? No, it's still the same. It is happened uh, once before. Weird. Um, okay. Hold on. Let's see. Any better? No. <laughs> it's exactly the same as when this happened before. It just goes, it almost sounds like you're talking into a can. Damn. I'm not sure why. It's working now. Okay, I just turned the I just turned the my mic off and back on. So there you go. <laughs> uh, it's always the way, and it turn it off and on again. But but what I was saying was the a lot of time like these cardiovascular events and things. You know, in general, I mean, there's genetic predisposition for freak things that can happen, but <sighs> there's things that happen before you get to that point. You know what I mean? Like you, like people like people going stage four and stage five kidney failure. So you're telling me that you didn't see that your GFR was a 20 already? Yeah. You know, I just I just wonder at what point is it lack of either A, lack of knowledge as to what things to actually look at, like what markers and tests and are these, because every pro bodybuilder, especially anyone with that much muscle and doing those things, they should be getting echocardiograms done, calcium scores done. They should be checked, like all that shit, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, but it's tragic. That sucks, man. He he was a young guy too. Yeah, I like George. I like I I, I really liked his personality. So yeah, I think we'll probably see it was maybe an undiagnosed heart condition or an aneurysm or something like this. I imagine. Sure. Yeah, it, and they said that they're there was uh, some blood coming out of the nose like he had laid down. And I, my uncle, my dad's, 
um, my dad's brother had actually died of an aneurysm, and they can be pretty genetic. And, yeah, that's um, an aneurysm sudden. thing, isn't it? Bleed. Yeah. Yep. Typically, and if that's the case, you know, maybe it wasn't. Didn't have much to do with what he was doing. And I hate to. I don't ever really assume that. I know that that's how people are on the internet, but it is. It is sad that we are. It's sad that we're seeing. Uh, I don't. You know, are we seeing more of it? Or are we just seeing more coverage? Of it. No, yeah, I don't. Uh, I mentioned this today in another interview. Um, I think we probably, you know, people have always died. People die. Everyone dies. People die right. early. Many men have heart attacks and whatnot in their fifties and their forties. Sure. Oh yeah. All the time. Yeah. Just because you're a bodybuilder, you know, people have yeah. this instant um, adversity, like instant mind swing to pharmaceuticals you know yeah yep i agree so but um anywho anything else to add in terms of metaphor i think we covered pretty much everything yeah i think that's it last thing i'll say on metaphor is often imitated these days we actually um, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some, some fakes especially in india so um Guys, there's the hologram um, that you can scan, the Zeal code. You can get the Zeal app on Android, uh, on Google Play or the App Store, and you can scan your Metaform bottle to make sure that it's real. Um, there is that. Also, UK and EU Metaform people, you have a new website come in, a new distribution service, everything like that is going to be... Um, there's going to be some changes in the company coming in the next month. Um, and it's going to be basically what was happening is people had to order through the American website. It'll be in dollars. It was a bit difficult, but it would be shipped from England. Now there's going to be a separate website and whatnot for UK and EU orders. So you can see it in euros. You can see it in pounds. Very clear, easy. It's all shipped from the UK. So it's coming in two, three days kind of thing. Um, it's going to be much easier for you guys now. Sweet. There you go. Yeah, and there's a couple, The not only fakes, but there is there is at least one. Is the other product, the hyaluronic acid product that we that we had in the U.S., is that still on the market? Do you know? I remember what it was even called. The one that's mixed with silicon. Yeah, but I don't remember what, what the hell it was even called. Um, I'm not sure. Fuck. Probably. But oh, anywho... Okay. There was another one, Hydronics, from that. Dome. Oh, yeah. That one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Trigilli. Yeah, absolute clown. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that dude. Um, yeah, I don't know if that's still about or if he's still about or what. I'm not sure. I haven't heard anything. I know he, he was ruffling the feathers there for a while, but I don't know. I haven't heard anything for a while. Maybe. You get like the lyophilized powder and then you had to mix it yourself. Yes. Yep. That's how it was, which I, which seems like a terrible idea considering this is like, a, it's a, I'm sure there's, there's quite a precise formula in terms of how to mix the solution. Yeah. But, uh, I remember Sam telling me that it's not possible for that to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So anywho. Um, okay. Great. So 
if you guys have questions, obviously you can ask one of us or, you know, add it to one of the Q and a episodes or um, reach out to Metaform directly. Um, we do, and they do obviously sponsor the podcast, but we've, we're believers in the product. So this definitely isn't a, just a plug. Uh, it's a, a great product. Yeah, yeah, I was using Metaform long before they were a sponsor or anything like that. And I think, I think we've been going long enough that people know the kind of guys that we are anyway, bro. <laughs> yeah, so, I would hope. <laughs> I would hope so. Yeah, for sure, man, for sure. Okay, sweet. Well, guys, as always, thank you for listening. Like Austin said, any questions, just fire them over. We'll get in touch with the Metaform team, and I'm sure that they can help you. As always, including Metaform, check out all of the sponsor links below. Um, please do post this podcast to your story. Thank you for listening. We'll catch you next week. Peace.